We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Friday Five's Bronx Pinstripe Show. Seven wins in a row. Yankees finished the sweep of Boston. Last time we talked, it was right after the doubleheader sweep. Andrew Heaney was going the next day, so I don't know. We weren't very hopeful. You kind of were figuring out I some was reverse, drinks, reverse jinxes or whatever the hell. <laughs> Andrew Heaney shoved the bats down the Red Sox throats. Uh, so let's just start there. The Yankees complete sweep of Boston. Are the Red Sox dying? Oh, yes. Badly. Horribly. Uh, I don't I don't know what they are. They actually, It's so funny because they look like, like we looked in the first half with them. Lifeless. They can't score. They 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 have a terrible offensive approach right now. And this team was going absolutely perfect in the first half of the season. But their bullpen is trash. They didn't really do anything to address that. And uh yeah, they got Chris Sale back. But no, I I this is this is a completely I, everybody could say you could look at this and be like, yeah, that's baseball, Susan. You know, the Yankees were doing this in the first half, the Red Sox were doing this in the second half. The difference for me is that. The Yankees shouldn't have done this in the first half, and the Red Sox actually shouldn't have been as good as they were in the first half. So there was actually a, a bit of a, a discrepancy that didn't make sense to me. I, I thought the Red Sox were were worse than they were, um, and they're kind of showing their colors. Not to the, the full extent. Their offense absolutely should be better and will be better. They will definitely score more runs. There's still time for them to go on a run, and I think they probably will. I just don't think their pitching is going to hold up at that point. So I think they are still in for some troubles, whereas the Yankees, their pitching's been phenomenal. Their starting pitching's been phenomenal for the last you know month and a half. Um, bullpen's starting to figure it out. It goes through waves, but their offense is becoming what we thought it could be. And then you know there's there's additional players. So yeah, the Red Sox suck, and they're going to continue to slide. That's the, <laughs> at the end of the day. They certainly looked like 
like a shitty baseball team in, in the three games. Like I, it's not just that the Yankees beat them. It's just like you're right. They looked lifeless. They did things wrong. They looked sloppy in the field. They made base running mistakes. It was. It's like the the Monstars when they got their talent stolen. Like yeah, it, it, it's like the, well, the that's same what the Yankees look like. That's, I know that's it's more the, the same stuff that we went through in April, May, June, and half of July. Number two thing. Yes, the Yankees got the sweep and they won the game against Minnesota, but holy shit, do they have to make every game a nail-biter? Yes. Chapman yes. in the ninth inning on Wednesday, Boone with the cojones to pull him. I didn't think Boone had the balls to go out there and pull Araldis Chapman. Uh, so I, for Lucas Lickie, okay? So it's not like you're bringing him. You keep saying that because of his name and I understand because you know, of his I name, but he's been very good. Say it because he's a lefty. So it's not... Well, that's true too. You can't even point to like, oh, well, we we liked a, a righty matchup here or something like that. No, no, no. Chapman had nothing. He was lost. He was going to blow the game. We've all seen that movie play out a hundred times. So finally, Boone had the balls, got off his ass, and went out and did something. Yeah, I know. I, I, it doesn't make sense. We have to give credit where credit I is. I did. I've, I've been giving him. It's all I've been doing is giving him credit recently. You told me I was a Aaron Boone fan last I'm not, episode. I'm not yelling at you. I'm saying in general. You're yelling I'm yelling at yourself? I'm yelling, I'm yelling at a computer screen, uh, technically. <laughs> but but for, we we crush Boone, and, and we will continue to crush Boone whenever, Boone whenever he does something stupid. But that was something smart. So when you do something smart and it works out, good for you. It's not even smart. It's just what's in front of you. It's what's in front of you. And you you see a situation and you react to a situation. And he did it. He did an appropriate thing. He did an appropriate thing. He guys he saw a guy struggling. And before that guy struggled to a point where he blew it and absolutely crushed souls in Yankees fans and you know in the in the organization, he removed said person and brought in a different person. Three weeks That's ago. Just science. Three weeks ago, Boone sits on the bench picking his ass, and Chapman blows the game. Yes. No, th- that literally happened three weeks ago, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple then, times. And then the Yankees' bullpen slash tie-on, who ran out of gas on, on Thursday against Minnesota, let them back in the game, and that had to be a, a save situation towards the end. I'm still, I mean, the, the team, especially offensively, is night and day better, more athletic, more versatile, all of the above. But the bullpen is still a huge okay. concern for me. Yes, sure, but I do think that they have some flexibility in. Uh, there, there's some there's some things happening in AAA right now too that I think could add to that bullpen. Um, Clark Schmidt's also another guy that's that's rehabbing right now and looking looking pretty decent. I, I don't know what kind of a role he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to be able to f- be fully stretched out for a starter and and actually be an impactful guy in the rotation for the Yankees down the stretch. It, we, he's never shown it. He showed it for like one start, two starts, right? But then he's been hurt. Or is he? Should they just be focusing on him? Um, as a uh, as a as a contained guy, two to three innings, one inning, and, and just come out of the bullpen. But I think they have some of those options in in AAA as well. So would not be surprised that once uh, you know September call ups happen and we're looking towards you know what's going to be in the playoffs if they're in a position for the playoffs at that point. Knocking on wood um, that they revamp that bullpen a little bit. Yeah, my only concern there is when you have. When you have a collection of guys that you kind of trust, you really have no one that you can trust. Yeah, but I don't think they're at that point. I mean, you got Clay Clay Holmes, who's coming back. Uh, Britton, who's been much better in the past three days, you know, four days. He, he's had I think two Britton, good. 
Britain had Feels two like good Britain's appearances. Back. Chill yeah, out. Yeah, but how he much of that is mental? How much of that is I mental? I think a lot because of it is mental. very much the same I, as the guy that you want to trust. No, I think I think a big part of it was mental with, with Britain. And I think him blowing the Field of Dreams game, that's a high-profile blown save. And I think that probably fucked with him a little bit. Oh, it humbled him. No doubt about it. And then, and then coming back out and there was a big... You know, he was in the news for all the... Re- relievers don't want to be in the news. If you're a reliever and you're in the news, something's wrong. And he was very much on the back pages, like, consistently. So It's like umpires. If you have to talk about the umpires, they did yeah. something wrong. If you have to right. talk about the relievers, they did something wrong. Exactly. exactly. Number, so. number three thing. I want you to rank these unsung heroes, which are really helping the Yankees. They've won seven in a row. And they, I think, uh, on the broadcast last night, Cone or, or someone said the Yankees have the best record in the American League since like July 10th or something like that. Rank these unsung heroes: Tyler Wade, Nestor Cortez, Luis Gill, excuse me, Luis Heel, and Albert Abreu. Okay, um, the answer that I'm having here is none of the above. The answer, the answer that you're looking for is Andrew Velasquez. He hasn't been answer. here long. No, no, no. The, the, Velasquez has been good for like a week. We're going to talk yeah, about oh, yeah. Andrew Velasquez, but like Tyler Wade. Over a thousand OPS in his last fifteen games. Nestor Cortez held down the rotation when three fifths of it were out. Okay, yes. the answer I'm is ranking Nestor, Cortez. Nestor Cortez number one, two point seven three ERA in six starts. Like I just had to throw Andrew Velasquez into that. I know we're going to talk about him, but you can't talk about him enough right now. So I'm going to. Uh, but yes, Fine. Nestor Cortez and tip of the cap to the uh, the those RotoWare guys because I don't know if you saw the shirts yesterday, but they yeah, had like a, yeah. the, the Mario Brothers with the flame coming out and Nasty Nestor, pretty good. Luis Heal has not allowed a run in his major league career, 15 and two-thirds innings. Albert Abreu, since he just got absolutely destroyed in Tampa on July 29th, has been lights out. So all of these guys, I'm going to rank them Nestor Cortez, number one, Tyler Wade, number two, wow. Luis Heal, number three, number four, Albert Abreu. That's how I would rank them. But Nestor Cortez has far and away been... And he was... he. I don't think we can, like... Right. Downplay? No, you can't. Three-fifths of the rotation was out. Garrett Cole, Jordan Montgomery, Domingo Herman. And they plugged in Nestor Cortez, nasty Nestor with a plumber mustache, okay? And he put up a 2.73 ERA in, in his starts. You literally could never have predicted that. Nothing, you couldn't have asked for anything more. If you said he'll put up a 4 ERA in this time, everyone would have signed up. If he was a bridge guy getting through 4 to 5 innings... Like, you know, if he pitched like Masahiro Tanaka in 2020, we would have been like, amazing, amazing. And that is not uh, a great result. Luis Hill, same thing. Three starts, zero runs. Like the guy is also a, a you know, was was placed into a situation that was very unknown. He was, uh, I had forgotten that he was the the guy that came back for Jake Cave, by the way, that, that, in the, that Minnesota deal. I mean, what a that's a that's such an interesting deal. J.K. still being out there hurt the Yankees last night a little bit. Good, good player, solid player, and then Heel coming over. It's like a, a a tale of of two organizations and what they need and what they can take risks on. You know who I get Jake Cave mixed up? Who was the guy that we traded to Seattle who had the flow, the outfielder? What oh, was his name uh, Ben Gamble. Ben Gamble. Yeah. Is they had the Yankees. They had De- Dexter Fowler. The Yankees had so many like they did not have Dexter Fowler. What? Yankees? Dustin Fowler. Sorry. Dustin Fowler, the the yeah. guy who blew out his knee in Dustin the first Fowler, inning. Yes, correct. Dustin Fowler. Sorry. You know. D- Dexter Fowler is a, like a 15 yeah, yeah, year yeah. vet. 
they had so many quad A outfielders in like the 2016, 17, 18 timeframe yeah. that everyone was like, well, he hits 300 at AAA. But then we're like, yeah, but he's going to hit 215 in the majors. Like, what are we doing here? So, yeah, Jake Cave, though, to his credit, is not hitting 215. He's actually yeah. putting himself together a pretty good MLB career. Uh, number four, Luke Voigt had some pretty strong comments about him wanting to play and him thinking he deserves to play. Talked about how he was a top 10 MVP candidate, how he led the league in home runs last year, or 60-game season, and that he thinks he deserves to play just as much as Anthony Rizzo. And that he also understands Rizzo is only here because Luke Voigt was out for 99% of the season up until the trade deadline. And uh, But those were comments that he made, he made a decision, Luke Voigt did, to say these comments publicly. He could have said these comments to Boone and Cashman privately, but he chose to go to the media to voice his opinion. What did you well, think? The, 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 he was prompted, right? The questions were asked of him, and then, he, yes, he had something that he was okay, going to but say you, when you know, prompted. But, yes. so, so, but no, I'm not bashing him for it, honestly. Oh, I'm curious. Well, no, I think it's... What do you think of them? Are you not... Ba- do you, do you, are you okay with them? Are you, or are you kind of bashing him? Because that's perfectly... I don't I think a lot think, of people are. I think a lot of people are. A lot of people start comparing, you know, Luke Voigt's comments to people who have done it in the past and just like shut up and been there and just proved it with their, with their, uh, you know, with their play. So yeah, here's, here's where I have a little bit of a problem. I don't think Luke Voigt deserves to play as much as Anthony Rizzo. I think Luke Voigt deserves to play, but not, but like literally by his comments, they should not have equal playing time because Anthony Rizzo is better for this team than Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt can certainly help this team. And if, if he's DHing while Stanton's in the outfield, the lineup's obviously way better than if he than if it's like otherwise. But do you agree? He does not deserve to play equally to Anthony Rizzo. Agreed. But that doesn't mean uh just because we're saying he doesn't need to be playing as much as Anthony Rizzo, I don't think that's a one-to-one because of the DH spot, exactly what you just said. I think there's an opportunity for uh both of them to to I'm an idiot and I muted it while I was talking. I was really dumb. <laughs> Because there's an airplane going over me, and I'm like, I don't even know what was in my brain to say, mute this. <laughs> but I muted it while I was talking, and then kept talking. Holy shit, you are dumb. Um, okay. <laughs> it's just all of a sudden, like, he's talking. I'm like, can't hear you, buddy. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I muted it. I even moved the fucking camera because I couldn't see the mute button. Let's just keep rolling. Who cares? What, what were you saying? Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, I have no idea what I was just saying. I just completely lost my train of thought. Yeah, so anyway, he he is a guy that is not the best first baseman on the team. Everybody knows that. Rizzo's far and away a better first Not even close. I mean, that that play that Rizzo made uh, on that low hop where he just kind of like kept his glove, didn't turn the glove, and just like lowered the glove. Not a lot of guys do that. People flip the glove, get their footwork all screwed up, and the ball goes flying somewhere, ricochets off. No, he just made it nice and simple and just, just caressed that ball into his glove. It was beautiful. Um no, no. So, so but yeah. like, so that's why I think uh, I I want Rizzo playing first base basically every day. If he needs a day off every 13, 14 days, fine. Put Luke Voigt at first base, and then Voigt should definitely be DHing whenever Stanton's in the outfield, which seems to be three days a week at this point. But that doesn't. I don't think that's going to satisfy Luke Voigt and and what he thinks he deserves to play based on his comments. He thinks he's an everyday player. Well, he, I mean, he is an everyday player. As he should, player. as he should. He, yes, he is, a, he he is, is an, everyday. an everyday player, but but in the context of where the Yankees are right now, he's not an everyday player. And Stanton's comments about how he knows the Yankees are a better team when he's in the field is 
absolutely on point. He knows, like, yes, when Stanton can play the outfield, you can put your optimal offensive lineup the, on paper. The, the death lineup. The death lineup nine. is available at that point. And yes, I'm glad Stanton can realize that. I don't know what the issue was before when he was healthy and not and, and perfectly able to go out there. But, you know, his comments talking about that they're, they're a better team. The Yankees are, he knows that. They're more flexible. Um, but he was kind of also leaning it towards the fact that Rizzo and Gallo are now here. And like, that's kind of why this is a thing now. And because when they were not here, it wasn't actually a pressing issue. I, my, my one, okay, whatever, fine. Um, acknowledge it. That's great. Change it now. That's great. But I would very, very much argue that John Carlos Stanton is a much better player all around when he's in, in the field and uh, and swinging a bat in a game. But it, he just oh, feels like he's in the game more. But it was an issue. Before the Yankees traded for Joey Gallo, they had like a month where they were on their seventh, eighth, and ninth outfielders playing in the outfield. You're telling yeah, me, you're John right. Carlo, I, John I'm Carlos not justifying Stanton. when he says it's not that, that he. What I'm saying is that he's kind of pinning it to that. He didn't say that it wasn't an issue before that. He's kind of pinning it to that publicly is what it is what it looks like. That's like that's the, uh, you know, that's that's the jockeying. That's the uh, that's that's his that's his line that he's kind of pushing forward. It doesn't matter. I I really don't care. But what they need to understand and identify is that this man is a better baseball player when he's playing two ways. It's just it, he is. He's a better baseball player. The Yankees are a better baseball team. The lineup is the death lineup. All all of the above. And and now so so now moving on to Voigt's comments of so that was like literally what he was saying. Now the fact that he voiced it to the media, I normally hate this kind of stuff, but I listened to it. They played it a couple times on the broadcast, and I saw it on Twitter. I don't know. I didn't hate it as much as like if I just read the quote. I feel like I don't care if people are honest about what they, especially when they're probed and asked questions, which they are. So I, I could care less. He's just being honest and talking. It, it's fine. Everybody, every, it, it's an elf. It's the elephant in the room. If he didn't say that, what are we doing? Of course he wants to play more. He doesn't have to shut up. This is not the age of shut up and play anymore. That's not, whoever thinks that this is the, uh, the era of shut up and play has, has not been paying attention in the past 10 years with social media. People have opinions. People express their opinions. And when when asked, most times they give they'll give an answer back. It doesn't have to be a company line, and I'm fine with that. Here's where it would be um, a problem. If say Voigt gets some at bats and he sucks, then and it's then like, he leans on that. And says, then he, well, I'm not getting at bats, right? And then he says, "Well, I was the home run king last year. I deserve to get regular at bats." Like, okay, man, like that's just not the situation we're in right now. Shut right. up and play. Shut up and, and just try and play in the playing time that you have. No, no, he cannot use this as an excuse. That's not, that's not, it's not teed up for an excuse for him by any means. He's just standing up for himself, I think, as a baseball player and and what he's done. And which, yeah, he's he's not wrong. Let's not forget that Anthony also, Rizzo- Also, he's been injured a lot. Let's not forget Rizzo, his contract ends at the end of this season. Yes. There's no guarantee. It's actually probably not going to happen that the right. Yankees will sign- Rizzo again. So Luke Voigt's back to being the first baseman next year, and he'll be the the part-time DH backup first baseman for the rest of this year. End of story. That's just how it is. Don't get hurt, man. Like, don't be hurt for the entire first half, and then we wouldn't be in this problem. Yeah, also, I mean, there's a left-handed bat that came in, and it was a good defensive player. It was a great opportunity, and they took it. Who cares? It's, it's like best on the board, you know what I'm saying? Like, you look at the, maybe it's not a need, but it's best available, and you figure it out. Number five, we'll talk about your boy, Andrew Velasquez. Is he actually better for this team right now 
than Glaber Torres? Are the Yankees a better team with Andrew Velasquez playing good defensive shortstop, hitting ninth, being a switch hitter, putting the bat on the ball, not going to do anything too special? I know he's gotten a few hits with runners in scoring position, but fine, even if he doesn't do that. Are the Yankees a better team with his stellar defense at short, his Bronx nativeness and emotional leadership and family in the stands. He's eating lasagna at his mom's house, a quick subway ride away from, from the, from the stadium. Is that better for the Yankees right now than Glaber? Oh my God. It's really, it's really hard to uh, argue against that. To be honest, when you're talking about fit and you know, you know me and, and my love for like, for, for fit in a, in a roster, like this is the entire reason I've always been a, 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 a Tyler Wade defender because he doesn't need to be the best player on the team. He doesn't even need to be a 300 hitter. He doesn't even need to be offense first. He just has to fit what the Yankees have. And right now, Velasquez fits what the Yankees need. Not only is he playing stellar defense, it's not just good defense. It's damn gold glove, phenomenal defense. The guy is an unbelievable defender. Um, he's, he led the, uh, tri- he led triple A in stolen bases. The, the guy is out, out here. I mean, the stolen base that he had last night was unbelievable. It, it was one of the it was one of the the best jumps that I have seen in a Yankees uniform, maybe forever. I'm not. We're joking. getting excited over jumps maybe forever. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I, so so would, seen... would Eduardo Perez approve of that secondary lead? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> we have we haven't seen instincts on the base path from from a guy trying to steal a base like that since. Well, we've probably had Jacoby Ellsbury. We've had Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner does not base. have the instincts. No, that's what I'm saying. He's we've just had, fast. We've had Brett Gardner for 12 years just being a terrible we, we base stealer, even a, though he's gl- fast. We had a glimpse of Ellsbury who knew how to stole, who knew how to st- uh, steal a base. Homer Velasquez Bush. How about Homer the, Bush? Velasquez has the instincts to to go out there, and right now he is doing everything. And yes, I can't. It's really hard to it's downplay a, it's a, the. It's a question. It's the a emotional question. response that the fans give to him and that the players feed back to him because that is so real. And I don't know how, there, how sustainable it is. No, you're right. I mean, he's sitting there with the with the heavyweight title belt and the post game after he gave an emotional speech in the clubhouse. The guys kind of got around him rah-rah style. I mean, obviously, when Glaber Torres returns, he's going to be the shortstop. However, I'm looking at the team play right now and a ball's hit to shortstop and I'm like, cool, Velasquez is there. He's gonna he's gonna make the play, and and it's like I don't care what he does offensively because the rest of the lineup is hitting well right now, and especially when Luke Voigt's in there, you've got legitimately eight good offensive players, and I know Odor is actually one of the good offensive players, and he's playing a good third base, and Gio's gonna come back, and he's gonna have to go back. So how do these puzzle pieces fit? Because you don't want to screw up a good thing, right? However, it's Gio's job and it's Glaber's job. But those are two pieces that in the first half of the year didn't help this team win games. I still like what Gio overall can do. Good defense. And Gio's, he, a, Gio's a very good player. He also fits this team very well. But you know what I'm saying. It's like they've got a good thing going right now. And it's going to change when they plug Gio and Glaber, you're going to be the left side of the infield is changing in the coming weeks when those guys return. Yes. All right. Yeah. No. So I, honestly, what it comes down to for me, one, when rosters expand, the band will be back together. But uh, Tyler Wade and Velasquez are certainly competing for a spot. There's no doubt about it. They are a very they're 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 the same player right now. Um, Velasquez oh, actually Wade, gives you Wade a little bit actually, more flexibility. 
Well, Wade can play the outfield. Yeah, but we don't need that. But he gives you, he gives you, Velasquez gives you more offensive uh, uh, flexibility because he can go from both sides of the, of the plate. And he's, he, I mean, look, Tyler Wade is a very good defender as well. Velasquez actually looks like just a, a tick up, to be honest. Like his instincts are unbelievable. So I know he, you wanted to put him on the unsung heroes thing, and I guess he could certainly fit into that, but. He's a local but, hero is what he he's, is. He's, he's, yeah, a, he's he, a legend in the Bronx. Could you imagine the Yankees growing up in the Bronx, being a, just a diehard Yankees fan, then coming over to the Yankees after floating around and, and making a significant impact in front of like a massive crowd in a, oh, yeah. in a, in a, in a, in a uh, division pennant race. Like, holy shit. Did you like, see this guy is said? living everybody's dream. Did you see what he said about playing the Red Sox? He what said, he said he was great that he could be there uh, against the Red Sox because as a kid, he probably couldn't have afforded those tickets. <laughs> yeah, that's phenomenal. No, because yeah, they're expensive tickets. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah that, that, that's what he meant. <laughs> yeah, they're expensive tickets, they are. But no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. I tweeted last night, like it's fun to watch a kid live his dream because that's exactly what's happening in front of our eyes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Okay, some look-aheads. One, will Andrew Heaney get another start? Probably, after his performance against the Red Sox. Yeah, he will. Uh, We'll see how bad the Red Sox are on his next start. Probably will say, yep, they were pretty bad. They were pretty bad, pretty much in their own heads. Andrew Heaney, I mean, look, the way that the, the, the health of the rotation is happening right now, too, he's just, he's just got another spot. So until guys come back, he's got a spot, basically, is what's happening. Until someone who can prove himself healthy or better or, and, and or both, 
Andrew Heaney's pitching. And probably, oh, he got the J-Hap comparison the other night. I was like, ooh. They're not, I don't understand that comparison. Like, I watched them pitch. They're completely different pitches. They don't look the same. And J-Hap was like, that's that's disrespectful to J-Hap as much as, much as you can. J-Hap actually J-Hap. has had a successful major league career. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Number two, the Yankees are now five games, excuse me, still five games behind Tampa. Tampa's also playing well. Are you eyeing the division at all? Or are you just focused on the wild card? Now the number one wild card seed. Because they're in the number one wild card seed. They've got Oakland coming up. Four games. They're a game up on Oakland. But you're in the yeah. driver's seat for the wild card being played at Yankee Stadium, at least right now. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. You have to look at the division. I mean, they, they, I think they always... They're not looking at the division. They never were looking at the division. They probably weren't even looking at the wild card. They're just focused on themselves. Focus on the now. Break it down. Go as cliche as all hell. And just focus on you. And let the cards, you know fall where they may, because that's what they have to do. They have to make sure that they're playing good baseball, continuously, continually, continually, continuously playing good baseball. You were right. uh, We got the, I didn't actually Google it after we got uh, corrected on Twitter, but I'll just assume that was correct. The, um, but yeah, they just have to continue to play baseball. Play well. That's it. Don't look at the standings. Here's what they need to do. They need to get within three games of Tampa so they need to make up two games before you, the last weekend. You keep going back to these like, matchups, finish. though, and it doesn't work. Let because me it, doesn't, finish. it all gets blown up. Let me finish. If they get to within three games of Tampa before the last series of the season, which is three games at home against Tampa, they could sweep that series and they would get the division. Because yeah. in, that, in that instance, they would have the tiebreaker against Tampa because they would be 10 and 9 against Tampa, and they would be tied in the standings, and they have the tiebreaker so that's what they need to do. They need to bank up two more games to have a chance before that last weekend of the season. Okay, so uh, let me just recap what you said. They need to get within three games of the last series in which they actually play Tampa three games and then win all three games. That is some math right there. Well, that, Because but, they own that's, the tiebreaker. But that's a realistic scenario. I don't think... Because Tampa is good, okay? Five, it's five games. Five games can, can go one way or the other very quickly. If you win one game... And they lose one game, it's no, down it's four to four. Games. Yeah, well, I'm going to do simple math too. So it, five games is absolutely obtainable because if you have one team with a bad stretch and another team with a good stretch, like yeah, that's obviously. going fast. Are so the, are the Rays a gonna, million things can happen? Are the Rays going to pull a Red Sox and go three and eleven in their next fourteen games? No, but I don't think they have to because, like you just said, they have another. They they have a, a series at the end of the uh, at the end of the season against them, so that's they don't what? have to. But, but I'm said. not saying they got to be at three games. Like I, I'm not even looking at that. That doesn't well, matter. Well, if they're at four games, guess what? They can't tie them. You're right. That is math too. What if we they're got, four games up? Well, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Luis, number three, Luis Severino update. No structural damage in his shoulder. Good news. He'll be reevaluated next week again as he goes through some throwing as they watch him. This, I think, takes him out of any question, any rotation questions for this year. He's not going to be in the rotation this year. He could still make an impact in the bullpen. Um, shoulder stuff. So he did have the, stuff. he did have that rotator cuff and lat injury back in March of 2019 when the Yankees completely botched his diagnosis and MRI stuff and all that kind of stuff. So um, this is obviously not good news, but it's not the worst possible news on Severino. But I think at this point, they need to just say, you're going to be a reliever for us in September, hopefully. He's not going to be in the rotation. Not enough time. This, the, well, this is the thing. Like, the, I, again, well, 
there might be enough time because he stretched out. I mean, this doesn't take him completely out. I don't, I don't know what the injury is. We'll, we'll see. He's got to throw. You throw to a point where you're healthy, and then we'll see where you are. Like that's just what's going to happen. Because again, that rotation might mean three, might mean a start in three innings. Who, who even knows what that means anymore? Just get to a point, get as stretched out as you possibly can, and then we'll see where you are. Oh, you want to just piggy- be healthy though. You want to piggyback a little nasty Nestor and Luis Severino? I would prefer them on separate days and both of them be nasty, but yeah, we'll figure that out. Number four, does the turnaround that the Yankees have done justify the quote, stay the course people and negate criticism that we've given the team and the organization to this point in the season? No, TBD can't react to that this fast. It's been a hell of a turnaround. Uh, Cashman probably more so than Boone because he inserted some life into this roster and changed it up, which apparently changed Boone's approach, which was a good thing. I, I, I don't know what happened. We I feel like we need a, post, a post-mortem to really assess what actually happened here because it's, Let's see uh, what happens in the playoffs. Wild. That's my stance. Yeah, you've got to you got to win still. Like the, yeah, this is yes. fun and great and all, but like again, like we've said in many times in the past, Yankees fans judge this team on championships. That's how players and managers and GMs are 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 judged. That's it. Championships. You got to win. It, get to the World Series for me and you it's gotta a successful win. season. At this point, get to the World Series and it's and it's a successful season for me. Number 5 Quickly, something to keep an eye on over the next weeks, months, whatever. The first report of a proposal from Major League Baseball to the Players Association for the next CBA was reported by Evan Delrich and Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic. Reportedly, the league wants to lower the first luxury tax threshold to $180 million and create a floor salary minimum of $100 million. That's a big jump down for the cap, and owners are treating it like a cap. Players will not go for this. This first iteration, obviously. It's a first iteration. But that's an interesting proposal. I like the floor. I like, I like the floor. The, I like the concept of a floor. It helps, It helps. Uh, obviously, small market teams. It makes the owners put up. They, they can't just tank seasons. They can't do... They can't have these long-ass... They cannot be the Baltimore Orioles. and Because the Baltimore Orioles are a problem in the league. Remember when the Miami Marlins had like a $23 million payroll? It's like, no, yeah. you can't be a Major League Baseball franchise with a total payroll less than a left fielder. Right. I agree. Yeah, so All I, right. I think conceptually it's getting there. We're going to continue to keep an eye on this because I'm I'm like, I'm interested in all this stuff. Uh, obviously, uh, when I did that history episode about the two sides. All right, that's going to wrap it up. We'll be back at you on Monday. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.